like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. You may wonder how I connect up with all the fantastic guests we have for Song of the Soul, but you probably will not be surprised that it doesn't happen through listening to commercial radio. In some cases, my guests are just folks who've enchanted my soul over the year, but sometimes one of our listeners whispers a hint in my ear. When I heard that the local Unitarian Universalist congregation here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, would be running a blues series every second Tuesday of the month, starting this November up through May, I opened myself to glorious possibilities, and that's how I learned of Dr. David M. Jones, musically known as Davy J., and that's Davy with an E before the Y. Obviously, he does blues, since he's being featured in March in the UU Blue series. But this is blues fused and infused all over the place with folk, rock, punk, and more. Davy Jones, or David Jones, is a professor of English at the University of Wisconsin in Eau Claire, and he joins us right here in Eau Claire. Davy, thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thank you very much. It's great to talk to you and looking forward to talking through some of the songs and some of the stories. And it's great to have an opportunity just to talk about all that. And so much to say. You're giving me the idea that you might be a professor of English. Yes. Words are my profession. (laughs) Well, that's kind of my profession also, although I've been a computer programmer and consultant and taught physics. One of my majors back in college, and I noticed that you had a minor in this at the University of Iowa, was speech communications. So we're brothers of speech communications. I just want to let you know over the years and across the schools. Did you ever actually do anything with respect to radio yourself? Yes, for a while here for the university station 89.7 FM, which is WEC, we did a jazz and blues program for quite a while. We also did one program that focused on public affairs. It was called Wisconsin Wealth, and so we did discussion of the economy and stories of people's employment how they developed their own way to make a living and just had a chance to see some of Wisconsin, to see some different cities and smaller towns and how the economy is working in those places around Wisconsin. It seems to me that you started out a little bit more in the wilderness and have been moving to more populous, I guess, the eastern shore of the country. I understand you started out Omaha, Nebraska. You spent time in Iowa. You were in the Twin Cities and you've been in Eau Claire for a while now. Is there some sense to this progression? Well, I think mainly I enjoy the Midwest, and I like both rural and urban environments. Much of my life has been in the Midwest just because of family connections, and I still have family in Omaha. The one place I've lived that's far from these 
areas is Las Vegas, Nevada. I did live there for a while with the first job offer I had after college. That was an excellent experience in many ways. It was a life-changing experience to see the West and the difference in the landscape, the difference in the people. Since then, I've been located in the Midwest for family reasons and also because I do enjoy the pace of life here. And I've always wanted to live in towns that have a good music scene. And I think the Midwest has a great tradition for string band music and roots music. And certainly I wanted to be a part of that. And, and I enjoy it very much. Let's talk a little bit about your musical history. One of the things that I learned along the way was that your first band, evidently, was a folk punk band called the Earplugs, <laughs> and that the Jones Tones were formed back in 1996, and that was as a blues and urban folk band. So, you know, folk punk to blues, you haven't picked a side. Evidently, you're wandering in the wilderness still. And that having been said, even though you cover a diversity of forms of music, the way that I found out and decided to invite you for this program was because you're going to be part of a blue series that's going to be hosted at the Unitarian Universalist congregation in town starting this coming week. You have a blues identity to live up to, too. So are you really the diverse musical experience, or are you really a blues supplemented with a couple other vitamins? I would say both. And I feel in my own musical work that genre is certainly part of music, and it's a part of how we learn music due to our communities that we're a part of. And, and I think that blues is so fundamental to so much American music. And I think that the diverse styles that I play, many of them are rooted in the blues. And there's a format for the blues that's the 12-bar, very established through Chicago blues, especially the kind of tight format for Roots style of blues. The string band element of blues performance is certainly a part of the stylistics that cross between blues and the other musical forms that I play. So sometimes I think the more recent terms that people have used are string band music or roots music. As far as my identity as a blues musician, I have a great respect for African-American roots music traditions that of course are very central to blues performance. And I happen to have parents that are, were born in, in Arkansas. And that was a place where different musical traditions were crossing through the early 20th century. And I think that there wasn't as many separations between the musical traditions. My mom liked Bob Dylan and also liked Ernest Tubb and liked Rod Stewart and also liked Blind Lemon Jefferson. So I think that it's really the marketing in some ways has created more emphasis on the genres. I think from the standpoint of musicians, anything we hear that we like, we want to play it. Well, why don't you get us started with your song of the soul by giving us our first song? What do you want to start with? Let's start with Muses and Angels. The reason for starting with this song is that it is one that has some string band influence. It has a little bit of a bluesy feel at the root of it. And at the same time, it's modernized. And so I think some blues players are more focused on tradition and want to remake tradition. And I think my approach is more to quote from tradition, but also to add the inflection of today. I actually wrote this tune when I attended the Winnipeg Folk Festival for the only time that I ever have. And it was a, just a wonderful experience. It's a beautiful park up north and uh, listening to music from all over the world. At some point when I was in the festival camping, I drove my car to a parking lot alone and I wrote this tune. And I think it has some elements of just all this music I was hearing from many different traditions. 
Eric Van Patten's on bass and Matt Yetter's on guitar. Demetrius Dominic is the drummer who's also from Iowa and, and we all played a lot of this music in the 90s uh, in the Twin Cities. So we'll start off Davy Jones' Song of the Soul with Muses and Angels. Muses and angels I need you so bad I'm feeling like an ordinary man Yeah, yeah Restless and sad Tell me exactly what I'm thinking Yeah, yeah In words I don't know Show me the power of music Take me down low I'm learning your secrets And I follow your lines Maybe that's why I'm stumbling Cause I'm way out of My girlfriend is jealous I can tell, yeah, yeah, of the way I love you. I'm so embarrassed, but what can I say? She knows what we do. Muses and angels, I need you so An ordinary man, yeah, yeah Restless and sad Tell me exactly what I'm thinking, yeah, yeah In words I don't know Show me the power of music Take me down low Muses and Angels by Davy Jones. Davy J and the Jones Tones is the band. Do you still perform with the same folks, Davy, or the Jones Tones is constantly evolving? How many recordings have you put out? Altogether, the music I've done over maybe 15 years, I have four CDs out. And the Jones Tones is an evolving crew, although sometimes we use the terms Jones Tones East and Jones Tones West. 
around 1996 to around 2002, my players were from the Twin Cities. From 2002 to today, my players have been from Eau Claire. And that's just reflecting that in the music business, it's usually more practical to have some local players since it's a bigger expense and time commitment to drive an hour and a half for continuing on a performance. I have been fortunate to have had the same band lined up since 2004, a very stable primary band lineup. John LeBron on drums, Katya on bass, and Duffy Duffhausen on guitar and vocals, and myself also on guitar and vocals. The earlier period, I played with a stand-up bass player, David Towsley. The guitar player for that version of the Jones Tones was Matt Yetter. In addition to electric guitar, he played mandolin and did just a tremendous job on the very first Jones Tones CD that's just called the Jones Tones featuring Davy J. And sometimes when we played live, we would just have the wood bass, I would play a 12-string guitar, Matt would play mandolin, so I believe that was 24 strings. We used to play just at Dunn Brothers coffee shops and a lot of places where it was quite simple just to walk in and play without a PA. And so it really kept up that back porch sound. I think you said you have four recordings out there, and I think there's another one coming. What are those? So you, you mentioned the first one, I think, which is the Jones Stones featuring David J., right? Yes, that's correct. The second CD, we only made 25 copies of, which is called What is the Meaning of Parsley?, and actually, that was a band that preceded the Jonestones, was called the Parsley Brothers. And we played a variety of reggae, blues, and pop, the usual kind of attention deficit mix. And we did a lot of originals, but we had a high percentage of reggae in that band. And so some of the tunes in the new CD are actually going to be recordings we made then that never came into kind of 21st century recording technology. And then the third CD was live, Bridgewater Blues. That was actually at Bridgewater Restaurant in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. And then the third CD I released last year, it's called Hippie Child. It was really the first time that I worked as a solo producer overseeing the whole project. So that was the most recent CD that I completed last year. And I did have a, a really good and enjoyable CD release party at the Unitarian Church last year. Part of that was using images related to those tunes. And so we had a slideshow that... For instance, for the song Baseball, just having a picture of Jackie Robinson, and for the song One Child, having images of myself when my daughter was two years old, and the title Hippie Child is a title track that also focuses on looking back to when I was raised in the, I was born in 1963, and there was a lot of emphasis at that time on more of a, a connection, a holistic connection between yourself and the world around you, a lot of idealistic feeling in the world. And there's actually one tune from that CD that is one of the tunes for this program. Blues for Peace is the name of the tune. It's one of the tunes that I've often played alone and had written a while ago. It's the only instrumental that's on the CD. It's the first instrumental that I've done with any of these CDs. I think it's a tune that has a very uplifting melody and is meant to maybe quote back to some of the the jazz that's played maybe by the Jazz Crusaders or Spyro Gyra. It's meant to have a light feel and to echo back to jazz fusion. Let's listen to Blues for Peace by David J.
Davy Jones sharing his song, Blues for Peace, instrumental, obviously. You're a professor of English, Davy, and so is it hard for you to do an instrumental piece, or is there a time where you feel like you've used up all your words and you really want to go to the <laughs> non-words place? I think that sounds are like words. I've often thought about Wynton Marcellus, the jazz player from New Orleans, talk about different dialects that his musicians speak. That what dialects do you speak? Do you speak the Charlie Parker dialect? Do you speak the Bud Powell dialect? I sometimes feel that there's a real bridge between words and sounds, that you have a vocabulary on your instrument, and it's that vocabulary that starts a conversation with the other musicians. So even working in an instrumental context, I think you still have phrases, and I still feel like I get to use my words, my concepts, talking to my fellow musicians, even in a piece like that. The name of that one was Blues for Peace. You know, one of the things I've always wondered about blues, I mean, some blues, it's about heartbreak. I mean, certainly not all of it. There's a mixture of lyrics, and that's not the kind of theme that I've sensed in the blues that you've written. But Blues, I think, was originally, roots-wise, about heartbreak and handling it, I guess, maybe through music. Does that ring true in your experience? It certainly does, although I think of blues as a number of moods as well. There's a conversation between blues traditions and how blues might become modernized. My bass player, Katya, often describes the music that we play as the happy blues, I think that the blues has a wider palette that it can be used for. So sometimes you hear the word house rock and blues, and I think that's one synonym for the happy blues, just the sense that the blues can also be a part of celebration. I think it's really the, the gamut of human emotions that can be expressed in the blues. Well, I think we better continue our conversation with your music. What's up next for Song of the Soul? Let's listen to the tune Rage which is a tune that goes back all the way to the time that I was living in Las Vegas. And in some ways, it has a kind of anger-related theme about the way that people sometimes have as much as they can take, and that gets expressed in ways that are antisocial. And this tune, originally it was a punk tune, and it had this melody that reflected the kind of punk sensibility, but we actually changed it to reggae. I, I made that decision myself to put it to a different chord progression that's, that was kind of a standard 90s reggae melody. I think it works 20 times better, and certainly it has a story to tell of, about the need for peace. And often when I introduce the song live, I will say, this song is for everyone that loves peace in the street. The song is Rage. Us be standing with no understanding, but what is commanded is feeling inside, screaming frustration beside the bus station, dark side of creation. There's nowhere to hide. Stone Midtown thugs, they are searching for drugs, try to sell you a rug, but you can't trust no one. Follow you round, they're driving you down. You don't make a sound, you reach for your gun. Rage, blind, ugly rage. Put that man in a cage Till he handles his rage Been temperamental And now he's gone mental Thinks that it's simple The close of today All his conclusions Are nurtured delusions Will he gives contusions To those in his way Violence and fashion Unsatisfied passion Stray bricks compassion Through windows at night Don't walk the street There's no chance to complete Take the heat, you run or you fight. Rage, blind ugly rage. 
his rage. God fearing wife meets her husband at night. She don't look in his eyes. She serves him his meal. Hurting so bad, she holds the tears back. Her husband is mad. Can tell how she feels. Children are gone. They won't stay at home. Not while mother's alone. But this man through the night. Tension is high. There's no freedom to cry. Only freedom to die. It's a long, long ride. Rage. It's being shared by Davy Jones or David M. Jones. If you're talking to the Dr. Jones, professor of English, he's here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And Rage is a song that goes way back. Which band were you performing with when you did that song, Davy? This song goes back to my days with the Parsley Brothers, which is a name I couldn't stand, although it was our name for about seven years. I had just recently arrived in Minneapolis and we had a gig at an open stage and we were brainstorming because we needed at least some sort of name in order to perform for the open stage. And my friend Tom, he came up with the name Parsley Brothers. I think it was partially because of cooking. And then the other joke of it is it's everyone's second favorite herb. Between those two things, we came up with Parsley Brothers. If you remember the Parsley Brothers, you were deep in the Minneapolis music scene in the in the early 1990s. 
you're African-American. Does that have much connection with the range? I mean, one of your verses is talking about a God-fearing white uh, meets her husband at night, her tears. So you're, you're talking about the range of the population. Maybe you're enough younger than me. I was actually in high school at the point when riots were happening across the country pretty widely, including Milwaukee, which wasn't far from me. Is that energy you grew up with, knew about, or experienced firsthand? Sure. Well, I think generally being African-American, you have ties to that response to your experience. The challenge is if you're more of a striver or you or you manage to make striving your response, then you look for ways to work through those emotions. And it's not possible for everyone to do that. And I think that sometimes you have to get to a point where I am working through these difficult emotions for my own benefit that energy is certainly, it's a part of, I think, a core experience for many African-Americans. And so I think part of it for me is just art is a form of expressing that emotion, again, the gamut. And certainly blues is a form of, again, paying tribute to the struggles that people have, but at the same time suggesting here's a way to express this and move along the best you can. And so I think the song Rage does go back to that era the energy of that era that you speak of. And certainly uh, when I witness injustice, as I do as a part of the realistic social system, it's still a struggle sometimes to just have a positive response. But again, just if you're going to strive for better, then you have to take that road of finding a way to express dissatisfaction and righteous anger at times, and then moving along the best you can. I've certainly tried to reach out and understand. You know, I I mentioned to you earlier in the day that I lived in Africa, I got to be the white minority at a point where people were marching against colonists. And that's a very interesting experience. I've also had people who are very vividly putting the experience of black America into words. One of my guests earlier on was Nikki Giovanni. So, you know, people who really have captured some of that Has it really come home to you personally? Is it something that you had to face into maybe the fear and the rage, the hate, that horrible mix that hopefully our nation is continuing to grow through and past? Certainly, I think that that's a common experience. In my history, I think it's been a balance between having a striving mentality and dealing with difficult situations and one of the first things I remember along the lines of, again, this division that's a part of our country was just thinking about high school moving to a largely suburban high school after having been raised in the projects in the inner city, I guess we would call it, in Omaha. And I think in ninth grade, there was one teacher that really bore the brunt of some of this kind of unruly energy that was a part of the daily experience for the kids. And I think everything from someone putting a a block of wood with a nail on it on his seat and having him come and sit on it without knowing that this had occurred to just during study hall being locked out every single day, someone in the study hall would get up and lock the glass doors and this gentleman would come and tap on the glass doors and say, let me in. And of course, no one in a room full of ninth graders is going to get up in front of everyone and go and lock the door. And it went on from there. I mean, just the level of safety that seemed like it was touch and go coming home back and forth from school because My feeling then was that if the adults are having this kind of difficulty, what about us that are just kids? And again, if you have the mindset that the main thing you want to do is achieve in school, 
you have to find a way to kind of safeguard that against people that violate your personal space in all kinds of ways. And also there's the question of justice for everyone. And this was back maybe a little after those kind of 60s unrest and uh, uprisings, but it was more in the 70s about the era of roots when that television miniseries came out was right when I was in junior high school. And again, just the politics of skin color and, and appearance and everything else. And then having these images of the journey from Africa to America was very informative and volatile. And I feel like part of it for me is if you're going to be more of a striver, more of an observer, if you, if you have opportunity, which I did, even though being a child of a single parent family, there's still a lot of vulnerability there as far as there's not someone that's going to just safeguard you walking back and forth to school or you get confronted with people that are better armed and stronger and more ruthless than you. I think the challenge is just to stay committed to a striving mentality of I want to do better. And that's not easy even with the, you know, one teacher I had in high school had asked if he can call me Negro because he felt more comfortable with the word Negro. As a result of that, we ended up doing a, an independent student newspaper in high school that caused everyone to view us as militants as far as the, the teaching staff, or most everyone on the teaching staff viewed us as these militants. And, you know, when I look back, I think, wow, that's quite a response to just high school students that have independent mindset, but are not really a threat to anyone as far as a physical threat. It's more just that we did feel that it's important to assert your right to be human, to attend high school and to be regarded as any other student. So I think that's maybe a, a short way of thinking through those issues. I think it's been unfortunate to see the movement from in the 60s and 70s when I think there was more energy in the civil rights side and then in the 80s and 90s when there was more incarceration and a different attitude as well toward achievement that we were not necessarily as African-Americans of one mindset, of one purpose. And I kind of grew up with more the assumption that we are all together, we're all striving together to make it a better world. But maybe that was naive on my part. I don't think it was completely naive, but I think it was also a social shift. Hard to sustain that kind of idealism, that kind of commitment to uh, making a better country. As a high school student, you mentioned putting out ideas there that evidently they felt very threatened by, even though you weren't, even though there was no physical threat going with that. I would say that there's probably no threat that's greater to such a system as the threat to the ideas that physically you can kill a person, but an idea that they sprout up all over once the idea gets any currency wow, the society can be transformed. So thank you for being part of the people who are planting these seeds, which produce the new crop, the, the society changing crop, I think. I appreciate your thanks. I mean, I feel that, again, I'm standing on the shoulder of giants, and I really do feel that way, that I think whether it's with education and keeping traditions in front of new generations, or whether that's in music of just all the blues greats that traveled so many miles to bring their music to all parts of the country. It's an honor to be a part of that tradition. And I agree that some of militancy is just that you're self-assertive and you're asserting your personhood and you are not accepting the premise that you're an inferior person. You're not accepting the premise that money controls everything or that your human dignity can be compromised due to your social status. It certainly is a radical message in that way. With music, one way that I try to keep that spirit alive, too, is just that 
even just performing in the upper Midwest, occasionally that takes me to very small places that are not diverse in terms of your racial identities there. That can be uncomfortable at times, but I feel very much like it's important to work anywhere. That's something that we should assert as as musicians, and I feel that's also part of my role as as an African-American musician in the rural upper Midwest. Well, keep on living out that tradition by giving us another song. I certainly would like to do that. The next tune is Canvas on a Frame, and this tune is actually based on a trip I did with a friend of mine that it was actually a female friend that it had a little bit of romantic elements to that trip that were unexpected, spending a little bit of time in the state of Washington by the ocean. One of the musical values that I have is I love string band music, I like music that has poetic imagery, and I like music that is told so the words and the sound combine to tell the story. So those are qualities I really like about this tune. That's from the first Jonestone CD with a lot of great mandolin by Matt Yetter, a great bass line by uh, Dave Towsley. Mike McElhon actually was the drummer on this session. I think the flow is really great. And the sound of rain. Red and yellow roses on a frame Water for your spirit Colors for your name By the window When the rain comes and you know the storm begins with lightning With a secret smile and a dig style is frightening If we love today what will we say tomorrow Say tomorrow Say tomorrow You don't need words to teach me Though I listen well Silently you reach me You can always tell If you know me Cause you're in my head And you left my bedroom laughing Cause you can't decide And you let your pride deceive Cause the day is done and the evening sun is sinking Sun is sinking Sun is sinking Restless as a ranger I think you know my mind Warn me of the danger And I will treat you kind If you know me On a quiet beach where the river meets the ocean With a pale gray sky and a salty tide in motion When the air is chill and the wind is still I see you I can see you I can see you
lips on a frame Water for your spirit Colors for your name By the window When the rain comes and you know the storm begins with lightning With a secret smile can I dig your style is frightening If we love today what will we say tomorrow Say tomorrow Say tomorrow Listen to Davy J and the Jonestones sharing Canvas on a Frame. They're sharing that for Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. I'm your host, Mark Helpsmeet. Our website is northernspiritradio.org. And on the site, you'll find more than seven years of our archives to be listened to. You can download them. You'll also find on the site a place to leave comments. We need your comments. We need your input. We need your direction to find out where we're going to go in the future. So please contact us via northernspiritradio.org. And while you're there, feel free to leave a donation. Your donations help us continue this work. Again, we've got Davy J or David Jones with us here today for Song of the Soul. We just shared the song, Canvas on a Frame. You said, Davey, a number of things. You like images, you like that. I'm I'm guessing, just from that song, that you also like rainstorms. You like thunder, lightning. That's not the kind of thing that turns you off? Does it turn you on? It certainly does. That's one of the things I missed when I lived in uh, Las Vegas for a while. Even though the desert is beautiful, mountains, I really enjoyed them. I also kind of like snakes and reptiles. At one point, I wanted to be an entomologist. And snakes and reptiles, they're close enough to insects that I found them fascinating, too. But I really do miss, when I was out there, I really did miss thunderstorms. And I think I'm the only one in my house that likes thunderstorms. Um, they... <laughs> do you have to protect them all when it happens? They're, Pretty much. <laughs> you're coming to my wings. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's turn right around and get some more power from you via your music. What do you want to share for your further Song of the Soul? Over and Over is the next tune I'd like to feature, and I like to describe this one as California pop. I kind of wrote this one to, again, have that flow of imagery and its solo acoustic guitar. It's one of the songs that I really enjoyed playing with the Parsley Brothers, and it was a a solo recording that I decided to go with for the CD. So again, a lot of imagery that is a little bit of a dreamscape just reminds me of the times of strumming guitar and if you have five people in a room with acoustic guitar like we did so many times in the 1990s it really takes me back to that time over and over by david J. I wander through 
as I wander through the hallways of your mind. Over and over, never knew your name, but I know that you like flowers in the rain. But I know that you like flowers in the rain. Over and over, everything turns gray. Oh, I hope. That I will see the sun today. Oh, I hope that I will see the sun over and over. Guess I'll never know if the leaves will change their colors when you go. If the leaves will change their colors when you go. Over and over, you're just a little child, and I think that I am sleepy when you smile. And I think that I am sleepy when you smile. Over and over, thought you'd know by now. We are searching for the love we never found. We are searching for the love we never found. Over and over, nothing left to do. Since I'm lost, I guess that I will follow you. Since I'm lost, I guess that I will follow. David Jones, Song of the Soul. You just listened to Davy J playing over and over. California pop, you said that was, Davy. What do you mean by California pop? Does it have to have peace, love, flowers in it to be California pop or what? Yes, I think the way that California pop developed in some of the early years coming out from the birds and Jefferson Airplane and again, coming up as I did in that era of uh, kind of post-60s, the acoustic guitar was very much the instrument of choice for a lot of people. So I think no matter what your guitar is, I mean, back then I was playing a Sigma guitar. It was kind of an imitation Martin the combination of that really just reminds me of, again, the California dreaming mindset, the beauty of the poetry and uplifting melody, 
slightly vague, something that you can't necessarily fixate to determine unambiguously the subject. So all those things were on my mind uh, writing that tune. You know, one thing I didn't ask you about, I've mentioned a couple times here that you're going to be featured in the blues series that's being presented here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin at the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship. You're going to be performing, I believe, on March 12th. This is a series of Tuesdays where they're having it, and their first one is this coming week, November 13th. They're going to have their first of their blues series, second Tuesday of each month at the Unitarian Universalist. I understand you're a member of the UU congregation. Yes. How'd you end up there? It goes back a ways, and I think the first time I really became familiar with the Unitarian Church was when I went to college in Iowa City, and there used to be punk bands in the basement of the Unitarian Church, and they would have parties with kegs, and I remember some of the names of the bands were the Huns, and one of my favorite all-time band names, Stiff-Legged Sheep, was one of the bands that used to perform in the basement (laughs) of the Unitarian Church. So it just made me remember Unitarian, and I've had a religious journey that's included. At one point, I thought about the ministry. This was in high school, and I think that spiritual evolution continues, and I find the UU Church to be very friendly to that kind of spiritual journey. And and interestingly enough, my mom and dad actually attended Unitarian Church in Omaha for a while, which I didn't know until after I joined the Unitarian Church. Also, Martin Luther King actually had thought quite a bit about joining the Unitarian Church before he became a Baptist preacher. And so it has pretty deep roots in, again, just kind of a social justice tradition, even though, of course, it hasn't always been consistent about living its uh, word, but it very much has that tradition of social justice that at times has been very prominent and the, the acceptance of different points of view on spiritual issues. And if you were thinking about the preacherhood, what kind of preacherhood were you thinking about? At the time, it would have been Baptist. That was the church that we attended the most when I was growing up. And then I think I just had a little bit of skepticism after high school, but kept that interest in religious matters. And it often strikes me that, again, just once a church tradition is really focused on building the size of that tradition rather than kind of an open search for spiritual truth, that's where sometimes I find it to be a harder fit. Well, I think they're fortunate to have you at the UU because they could tap someone on the shoulder and say, did you want to be part of our blues series? Again, that (laughs) series starts November 13. It's happening the second Tuesday of each month up through May 14th. And the Jonestones with Davy J are going to be there on March 12th. That's in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Find a link from my website. You can find the details and follow up and maybe be there for a live rocker or bluser or whatever you call it when the Jonestones performs. <laughs> Give us one more song to let us know what you're about, Davey. Sure thing. And this is a song that is from the upcoming project as well as from the first CD we put out. The first CD was Jonestones featuring Davy J. And this next tune will be on an upcoming project called Visions, Crucial Tracks. And that one is going to cover a lot of territory, combining some of the work from the Parsley Brothers and from the Jonestones, the Minneapolis version and the Eau Claire version. So this tune is called Cover Me, and it's also a tune that was of a mixed genre when I thought about it. I, I think I wrote this one on keyboards, and I used to call this style Regabilly. I think once we got the whole band on it, it became a little bit more of a kind of Western swing feel. A tune I really like. 
We're going to close out Song of the Soul today with Cover Me by Davy Jones and Jones Tone Spokes. Thank you so much for making the music, for sharing the blues and the happy blues, and for being here with us today for Song of the Soul. Thanks so much, Davy. You're very welcome. Fell in love, broke me down, had to change my life around, and then to live with this love. What did I used to be? See myself, that's not me. To give with this love, something is missing, just what I don't know. It's all I'm giving, my heart told me so. And when I'm thinking, I'm losing my mind. Call you up, come to me, hold me close, cover me. I can't stop, I can't see. I guess what will be, will be. Live with this love. Can I trust you today? Can I have some love my way? Sometimes it's just not enough. Something is missing, just what I don't know. It's all I'm giving, my heart told me so. And when I'm thinking, I'm losing my mind. Call you up, come to me, hold me close. Cover me, I can't stop, I can't see I guess what will be, will be To live with this love Can I trust you today? Can I have some love my way? Sometimes it's just not enough Theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a 
song of the song.